Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. This is a craft beer and movie podcast in Chico, California, and my name is Max Minardi. I am Johnny Summers. What is happening, party people? We do this podcast most every week. Uh, we talk about two craft beers, one movie, sometimes more of each. Sometimes less of each. That's true. Um, here's what you need to know going in if you've never heard us before. If you haven't seen Hustlers yet, we're not going to spoil it. It's a film, and we're going to spoil it at the end of the show. But we'll tell you before then. So if you're like, but guys, I haven't seen it. I don't want I don't want it spoiled. You won't have it spoiled. Definitely not for me, because I did not see it this week. Yep. I have been slammed with wedding things. Uh, I'm getting married in less than two weeks, so uh couldn't squeeze in the movie. So I'm doing our traditional punishment and drinking uh what is it? Sour is it sour apple? Just sour apple. apple. Just says, oh yeah, sour. Apple for loco. Sour apple, the extra special 14%er. Yeah. What are they usually? 12. 12. Okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, so expect, if you've heard four local episodes before, expect that. If you haven't, I don't know. They get fun. They get fun. And, you know, you get a pass on not seeing the movie. Not yes. four loco yeah, wise sure. but just morale-wise. Emotionally. Sometimes I'm, like, grumpy. Yeah. Because I feel like you just didn't put the time in. Yeah. But, like, not when you have wedding stuff going yeah. on. So yeah. we gave you some extra time today to answer emails and stuff. And Yeesh. Now you're going to get real drunk. I guess so. I did make a point to eat before this. I know. I was proud of you. Uh, yeah, because I was I was sitting here. I, I think I had maybe like, what did I eat earlier? Oh, a handful of hot Cheetos. Yes. I don't know why. That's just what I saw. I was like, that looks good. That'll fill me up for no time at all. <laughs> You're a 12-year-old. And then, yeah, and then I knew this was the, the green nectar of the devil was going to be in me. So mm-hmm. I better eat some food. Yeah. Um. So here we are. It's like Satan's gummy worm. Uh, I did take a photo of, yeah, it is like Satan's gummy worm. But like just melted. Mm-hmm. Uh, a photo of my day. You can follow us on Instagram if you want to see that. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook. We're at Fresh Hop Cinema on most social medias. You can follow us for movie reviews on Letterboxd. You can follow us for beer reviews on Untapped. Or you can go to one place, get it all, freshhopcinema.com. Um, and if you want to like come hang out with us or hear bonus content where we talk about the craziest wedding I've ever played at, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. For like $4 a month, you can get access to all sorts of cool stuff, and you help us keep the show going. Four Locos Don't Buy Themselves. Yep. Did I miss anything? Four Locos Don't Buy Themselves. Quotable moments from Young Maxwell. Fair enough. You have not missed a thing, so let's okay. jump into it. Yeah, so you provided us both beers today. I'm very excited. I've obviously heard of our second one. I haven't heard of this first one that you're about to pop. Loud noise. Love it. Great. Um, so it's a beer from, well, I've been talking a lot. Why don't you tell me what this is? Well, it's fr- uh, from a brewery called Beechwood. And I can't remember exactly where they're located, but it says on the can. Okay. So describe the beer as I'm pouring it. Right. So this know. is a, it's a light yellow uh, straw colored. It looks to be, uh, it looks, <laughs> if I looked with my nose, it would look to be sort of an IPA. Uh, the can says citraholic. That's what the beer is called. So I'm expecting lots of citrus notes and an IPA. Yeah. Citraholic India pale ale. Hopheads rejoice. Citraholic is a modern West coast style India pale ale with a distinct tropical character. We dry hop citraholic with an immense charge of citra hops, imparting heavy aromas of citrus and tropical fruits with melon and gooseberry accents. It's clocking in at 7.1% ABV, 70 IBUs, comes in a 16-ounce can, 
And it is from, like I said, Beachwood Brewing out of Huntington Beach, California. Yish. This beer is locally available in 16-ounce cans. Uh, the singles were about four fifty. So if you're oh, looking okay. at a, right. a pint can of a super fresh beer under five bucks. This was brewed, or I'm sorry, canned on September 1st. Nice. So we're just uh, just over two weeks old. Yep. That's a great that's a great age for an IPA, especially a West Coast one that's very fresh and hopefully piney, a little citrusy. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, drinking them out of very clean glasses. I don't know. It doesn't make a big difference when you have the little bubbles clinging to the side because your glasses aren't clean versus like that nice bit of lacing around. This yeah. is much more approachable. Absolutely. Uh, Ooh, that's real nice. Is it? Yeah. Uh, does it feel like 7.1% alcohol? Mm, no. Okay. That's really drinkable. Is it pretty citrusy or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're getting a ton of the citra hop there. little melony on the finish rounds it out with a real nice sweetness. But yeah, that's. Super pungent and and bitter up front with like, it's super drinkable. That's though. a great beer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good beer. That's really damn good. Uh, yeah, that's got that's yeah. I love this. I feel like in the age of IPAs that we are in now, um, which I feel like the the New England style is kind of not on the down slope, but certainly it's, isn't as prevalent as it was like two three years ago. It's not as booming. Sure. Um, and I think when it was the West Coast IPA became very malty and very mm-hmm. heavy and big and super bitter like an arrogant bastard or something. Yep. Uh, and this is really refreshing, but still super bitter, super hoppy, a lot of citrus. Obviously I think Citraholic is a great name for this beer. Absolutely. And I really, really like it. Yeah. I mean this, this beer in its flavor is as clean as the can that it comes in. Just super crisp, can. super streamlined, well-produced. It's kind of everything you want in a West Coast IPA. I've heard lots of good things about this beer. Some people had recommended it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was time to finally pick it up for the show. Perfect. And I've got to say I'm very impressed. Beachwood's doing some killer work. Yeah, dude. Have you had any, any other stuff by them? I don't think so. If I okay. have, it was at a share. Sure. And it's hard to remember specifically. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know you? about four. No, I haven't. 450 feels high. I don't know. It's really, really good. I'm not saying it's maybe not that quality, but... It's uh, it's just expensive for like a go-to beer for me, which is kind of a bummer. You wouldn't pay eighteen bucks for a four-pack of these? No. Okay. I probably wouldn't. Um, I would. Yeah. I mean, maybe once. Like I'd buy it once, but as like I'd love to drink this beer on the reg, and I don't, I think it's too expensive for me to really do that. I don't know. Four bucks, four fi- under five bucks for a pint yeah. is a great price. We've talked about this before. Like at a bar, that'd be an amazing price for this yeah. beer. Well, but yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you know. I think. In, I mean, when you buy bulk. Bulk meaning like six packs or four packs or whatever. You expect a little bit of a break. So that's why when you buy like, well, yeah, like a 12 pack of beer doesn't cost $4 a pint, right? Depending on what kind that's of beer. True. Yeah, depending on the beer. Yeah. About like day-to-day drinking beers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on your your monetary output for beer and what you would consider. I mean, a lot of people that I know, and probably myself included, would consider this a craft beer to have around every day. Yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, I... When I do drink craft beer, I want it to be outstanding. Sure. So, yeah, I would That's say. That's a good point. But see, I because I, I think you sometimes get uh, like Rolling Rock is a good go-to for you. Yeah. I don't really spend a lot of time buying or a lot of money buying um, non-craft beers. Right. So for me, it's more like, well, let me get a really good craft beer at a really great price. What would that be for like a 12-pack? I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sierra Nevada. Um, they are right on the street. Mm-hmm. They're really good beer. Um, so Pale Ale constantly great and it's like 12 bucks for a 12 pack or, or yeah. seven for a six we're spoiled though because of the pricing in butte county mm-hmm. so their prices just went up actually too yeah, so it's going to be more line priced like a 7.99 six pack is that right yep 
That's a bummer. Somewhere. But still, like, that's still fine. It's yeah. Like a buck difference. But I mean, if you take yourself out of the home market and look at the craft beer. We'll take like a Deschutes beer. Pricing. Yeah. It's like $16, $18 for a 12 pack. Right. Versus like $18 for a four pack mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. I don't know. It's very good. Yeah. So I take your point for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, when you compare this to a beer like something like a uh, fresh squeezed. Yeah. Like this is to me superior. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's yeah. all about what you're after. If mm-hmm. you're looking to stock the fridge, obviously this isn't yeah, going to be the most totally. cost effective. But if you're looking to grab a single or a four pack for, because I mean, brewery four packs, you know, from most breweries are going to be anywhere from 16 to like 24 bucks anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know. Following that business model, this kind of falls into line with that, and the fact that they're able to retail it at four four thirty nine, that's a good four forty nine, yeah, totally. So, and that's with markup from like this isn't straight from the brewery. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. retail cost because yeah. the retailer buys it wholesale and then turns it around for a retail profit. So, yeah, four fifty for me is super fair for this beer. What I do mean, you th- What do you think about that beer from New Belgium? The, I think it's called Citradelic. It's another. Uh, I think it's an IPA. It's a citra focused IPA. Yeah. Um, can you think of it? Have you had it any time kind of recently? I think I had it like a couple years ago. I remember it being like pretty good. Yeah. To pretty good to find. I'm just trying to think of like more mass produced citra focused or citrus focused mm-hmm. IPAs. And, um, I'm, the ones that I can think of, this is better than. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, and when it comes to IPAs too, the market is so saturated. You could find something that's cheaper. That's going to satiate your mm-hmm. desires. But I mean, like I would for sure like crave this beer. Like yeah. this is of yeah. a very distinct quality. For me, this is like a step above. Yeah. Um but I mean at the same time I I would probably grab a six pack of like the Oscar Blues Citrus that mm-hmm. we covered a few weeks yeah. ago yep. for this. like ten bucks. Yeah. Grab yep. a six pack of that and like a can of this. Wasn't that one a hazy though as well? No. It wasn't. No. Oh, the first that. incarnation of the Cano Bliss series was hazy. Got it. Second or tropical, then hazy, then citrus. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's tropical. So, uh, I'm looking at a, a list of, um, on rate beer, uh, of like the top rated Citra beers. Mm-hmm. And one that we've done on the show was the King Sue mm-hmm. from Toppling Goliath. And I remember that one being really good as well. Really good. But it was, I think, uh, it's, it's actually right here. Uh, eight and a half percent. Yeah. So like way heavier and even harder to get. Sure. Yep. I want, is, is it pretty easy to get if you live over in that area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just West coast distribution. We yeah. don't get it. Yeah. I think this beer is outstanding. I do too. I would definitely say it's well worth the price. Um, yeah, you might not want to fill your whole beer fridge up with it, but it's definitely worth having a few around. Yeah. I th- right. I, the the spectrum of, of beers out there that you can get in singles that are under $5 right now is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, that's true. It's a great time. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, it's five, it's five bucks. Like, if you're a craft beer enthusiast, you're going to, that's kind of what you expect to pay. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. And yeah, it's maybe not going to be, unless you're of that stature of, of spending money on beer, it's not mm-hmm. going to be your everyday drinker. It's way more practical yeah. to get like a mixed 12 pack or whatever, but sure. Yeah. hundred percent stoked on this beer. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Did you know that Sierra Nevada's Optimum is primarily Citra? I didn't. Yeah. Hmm. That's what it says. Crazy. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Wouldn't have either. On Optimum, but yeah. Would have thought like a, like a Lupulin or something. Heard a great beer podcast that I'll maybe I'll talk about that in hot. Lupulin's a part of a hop, is it? Yep. The powder, the yep. Lupulin. Isn't there a Lupulin hop? I don't think so. I thought that uh, Needy made that Lupulin River because it they used Lupulin, but just like heavy powder. You think? Yeah. I wonder what the hop was then. I don't know. Huh? Pretty sure I would put money that there's no Lupulin hop. I would trust you. So yeah. All right. Well, 
Either way, maybe we'll do some research. Maybe we won't. Good. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, in the meantime, why don't we rate this beer? Yeah. You want to go first? I do. I'm going to actually take one more sip, so right. maybe I don't. All right. You why sip you it. First? I'm going to talk about it for a second. It's bright. It's crisp. It's super refreshing. It's nice and clear. Has everything I want in a West Coast hot bomb. I mean, it's crushable. It's got a great ABV for 452. That's, I mean, over 7%. 16 ounces of this is going to be a really nice experience, I think, on a hot day after work or yep. something. Um, it really checks every box for me for for an, a West Coast IPA, and I, I don't think there's a whole lot about it I would change. Maybe just tone down the bitterness on the finish just a hair. That's so interesting. It okay. does leave you a little bit dry, mm-hmm. but that dryness kind of also makes you want to keep drinking it, so that's kind of a good thing. Um, but yeah, this beer is up there for me. This is going to be... Probably in like the like the eight point nine range, not quite a nine, not quite a nine. All right, uh, yeah, it's interesting that you say uh, the bitterness. You'd want to tone it down because I actually want a little bit more bitterness on a little the bit, finish. The whole yeah, sure, a little bit less um, of the citrusy cit- citrosity, citrosity. Um, and I agree with you. The dry finish, I think, is is totally there. Um, it's one of the first things I noticed. The way that it finishes is it's it for how bitter it is, um, and kind of the the big punch that you get when you drink it. It it's just like done. By the time you finish it, by the time you finish your drink, your sip, not the drink itself, or probably the drink itself. Yeah. Um, so I really like it. A couple of minor tweaks, but uh, I think this beer is a solid eight. Yeah. Yeah. Real good beer. It's just, it's hella good. And then obviously like the price point thing for me, if it were like a buck cheaper, this would be, it'd be impossible not to buy this all the time. Sure. So for me, I think this, if I'm craving an IPA, like a straight up just can. Yeah. This was maybe the most impressive thing I've seen in a single store in a while, short of like that double dry hot booming rollers. That was great. But that's like a unicorn. Yeah. Same price though. Right. Which is, yeah, that's the crazy part. Like 50 cents more for a 19.2. Right. Either way, Beachwood Brewing, you knocked it out of the park. I think we're both big fans of the Citraholic. Uh, You should go drink it and let us know what you think because we like to hear your opinion on beers. That way it's like we're drinking together. Yeah, it's great. We're a big happy drunk family. Yeah. Uh, So last week we did a new segment and we on the fly called it Beer of the Week. But then the moment I thought about that afterwards, it's like we can't really call it that because like these are also the beers of the week. Right. I think so. We'll have to think of a new name for this at some point. Well, what is it? I don't know yet. It just occurred to me. I hadn't thought of it since I was editing the episode last week. But... Uh, this will be two weeks in a row. We don't do flick picks. Um, so if you're missing that, just know we're, we're kind of juggling these segments. We want to include movies and beers, uh, as often as we can in equal ish parts. Yeah. It's hard though. when we're all really busy with events and stuff and wedding planning. It's in an ideal world. There's a ton of time to watch movies in our free time, but yes, thus is life. We should name this segment, um, too busy for movies. (laughs) Fit that on a bumper sticker. Right. Um, in any case, uh, this week was the start of 2019 Chico beer week and you got to experience, I only had a, a small portion, so I'll let you kind of take the wheel here. Um, but there was a smattering of parabola from Firestone Walker at a place. I do believe. Yeah. We, Tell me about it. we had our little Patreon hangout at burgers and Bruce mainly so we could like hang out with Nick land and watch football and eat food. And it was a really good time. And it just so happened that it was parabola release day. Uh, where they had like an old vintage of Parabola, which if you Ish. don't know, Parabola is derp. Yep. Firestone Walker. Yeah. <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> I was going to say you're uh, looking at the screen yeah, like, what's wrong? It's Firestone Walker's Russian Imperial Stout. 
Uh, it's a, what their website says. It is a beer of darkness and immensity, a barrel-aged beast that is routinely ranked as one of the top beers in the world. This Russian imperial oatmeal stout is aged for a full year in Heaven Hill barrels, developing a, flavors of a rich, chewy, roasted malt, charred oak, silky bourbon vanilla. And a parabola bears its teeth with its impenetrable black hue and soaring alcohol. Yet its bite remains refined with a silky balanced finish. Yeah, it's usually somewhere in the in the realm of uh, 12 to 13%, if I remember right. It's it's super dense and big and um, caramely and, and viscous and really satisfying. Very heavy, not overly carbonated, very, very sweet. So if that's not your bag, this isn't a beer for you. If it is. It's right up your alley. And... Since it is ours, but yours right now, mm-hmm. the idea that they would release was it five? Uh, the, a few of them had been out. Yeah, there okay. was a couple new ones. They had obviously this year's release. Yes, and they also had a version of it which mixed with maple. Awesome. So it was like a maple barrel aged parabola, and then they had a Scotch barrel aged parabola that took on a ton of peat. Yeah, it was very smoky. I absolutely hated it. But oh, if you yeah. like Scotch, yeah. And that's your thing. You would really love it because the scotch that they used that I can't remember specifically mm-hmm. was it's one of the ones that's like known for its Lagavulin. Peatiness. No, it started with an A, I believe. Ard Ardberg. No. Ardmore. Sorry, that's what I meant. Ardmore. It might be Ardmore. It might be Ardmore. Um, but it was yeah, the I was speaking with the rep and he was saying that it was one of their more more peaty, more super smoky, just way out there. And do you have what beer it is or um, what scotch it is? Yeah. So Ardberg. Ardberg. I was right the first time. It's That's the distillery the scotch is from. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. It comes to the Islay region in Scotland. Very, very peaty scotch comes from there. So yeah. Perfect. Well played. Yeah. So we had to try that. And then they also did one that was aged in Napa Valley Chardonnay barrels, which was very cool. And you won't find the winery online for that. They specifically asked to be not included in the naming or branding, so I thought that All was right. pretty fun. How was how was that one? Uh, it was good. It took on a little bit of the sweetness and had like a grape kind of twinge. Oh, so, to I wonder, it. like, because I think pairing like chocolatey robustness and, and carameliness and um, like barrel whiskey barrel stuff would, uh, or so it, parabola by itself is normally aged anyways, right? It's a barrel aged mm-hmm. beer. Um, so then to add a wine barrel to that. Uh, seems like that could have been really strange. It's getting frivolous. Frivolous, indeed. Um, okay, which one was your favorite? I really liked the maple, mm-hmm. but I think just the standard is so yeah. good. It stands on its own. And they had one that was, I believe, a 2017 out there at Burgers and Brews. So they had one that was a little bit older that had just a nice roundness to it. So Nice. Yeah, the uh, No Time for Movies But Time to Drink Beer segment of the week yes. is dedicated to Parabola yeah. and all of its delicious incarnations that we got to imbibe in this past Sunday. Yeah, so by the time you hear this episode, um, it will have been uh, two days ago. So I'm willing to bet they still have some, of at least guess. one or two of them. Yep. Uh, so if you're interested, go check out uh, any of those at Burgers and Brew. Let us know what you think, like Johnny was just saying. Absolutely. Quick shout out. Friend of the show, Jeffers Richardson, was out there hanging yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Gave us some grief about never calling and never writing. So we <laughs> might have to reach out to him and uh, see what's up. Yeah. I can't remember the episode off the top of my head, but whatever episode we covered, uh, Isle of Dogs, uh, we had Jeffers on as a guest and we talked about one of the uh, – uh, one of the uh, well, Jeffers was a was – a, um, do you know his full title? No. He I would, mean, well – he was a, a he was brewer? a brewer. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the big brains behind the Barrel Works project of Firestone. Yeah. Um. So I can't remember the exact beer we did, but we talked about kind of um the methodology of creating some of those beers and kind of how we got started. And then we dove into a good talk about Isle of Dogs and uh, Google or go to our website. Um, 
Isle of Dogs, I guess, and you'll find it. Yeah, it was a fun time. And then you can tell us if we should ever have Jeffers on again. If you think it was a waste of time, tag him and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, Okay. Anyways, it was nice seeing him out and about. Always good to see that dude. Yeah. uh, Let's say break. Let's take a quick break, and we will get back into our movie of the week. We got a brief conversation about Hustlers with no spoilers just around the corner. Young Maxwell, after one of your shows, people have been making it rain on you. You got a pocket full of singles and a mighty thirst. Where do you go? My guy, you know I go straight to the handlebar. It's like a stripper pole, but tipped sideways. Ooh. Handlebar. A long bar where they serve craft beer, food, and seven days a week, they got that happy hour. 2 to 6 p.m. Dollar off all the draft beers. It's a sweet deal. That's right. So next time you're packed with singles and looking to relax after a hard night at the club, well... If they're open, go to the handlebar. And if they're not, wait till the next day because you got one more happy hour. Again, every day of the week, 2 to 6 p.m., go down there. Check them out. They're at 2070 East 20th Street right here in South Chico. I just want to take care of my grandma, maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. (laughs) I was close. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. The game is rigged, and it does not reward people who play by the rules. But it's like robbing a bank, except you get the keys. Are you in? I got a These are my coworkers. Jobs, please. What if somebody calls the cops? And says what? Woo! I spent $5,000 at a strip club, send help. Ah, damn. Uh, We're a family now. Ah, damn. Uh, a family with money. Uh, ah, damn. And when would you say that things got out of control? I am sure we're going to talk about when things got out of control here, but... In case you didn't realize, that was the trailer for a film called Hustlers. Working as a stripper to make ends meet, Destiny's life changes forever when she becomes friends with Ramona, the club's top money earner. Ramona soon shows Destiny how to finagle her way around the Wall Street clientele who frequent the club. But when the 2008 economic collapse cuts into their profits, the gals and two other dancers devise a daring scheme to take their lives back. This is a film directed by Lorene Safaria. It stars all sorts of people, but notably... Jennifer Lopez, Constant Wu, Julia Stiles, Mete Tauli, uh, and other people that Johnny will probably talk about as we get into our analysis. I do want to say this film came out on September 13th, 2019. It's rated R. It was made with $20 million of the budget. And as of the 16th of September, it has made $35.9 million. Also, just as we get into uh, your thoughts on this, Johnny, I want to say that a 13-year-old on commonsensemedia.org called this movie empowering. It talks about women who go true stuff every day, and even though being a stripper is considered bad, it's a sport, and it might even be considered an art. This review was flagged with positive messages, positive role models, violence and scariness, sexy stuff, language, consumerism, drinking drugs, and smoking. So this random 13-year-old on the internet, Johnny, do you think she hit it on the head? Her username was Laura Nikas 303. Did Laura Nikas 303 get this right or wrong, Johnny? I'm going to say she got it wrong. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> just a, what did you think of Just a teensy All bit. Right. Well, I kind of had mixed feelings about this movie. Uh, it's 
It's an interesting take on a quote-unquote true story, which, I mean, it was based on a 2015 New York... Magazine article? The New Yorker? Yeah. Or New York I think something, so. whatever. Yeah. It was a magazine article in 2015, and, you know, I'm going to assume most of it was semi-accurate, as accurate as a movie can be, uh, but it really, I don't know, it was, to me, almost glorifying felonious crimes mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. were severely damaging to people. Yeah. It was an interesting kind of um, like justification that we went through in the process of this. Uh, it, the movie said post slightly pre and then post 2008 financial collapse. Mm-hmm. So the majority of these, these women's clientele is wealthy stockbrokers, wall street types who, who we all based on the setting now should not like. Yes. Because they did this. Well, and also even in the the context of this film, they kind of paint them all in this picture of being very reprehensible and and degrading and just treating the women really, really badly. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of leads – it ties into the the whole justification of why they did this. So this whole movie is just centered around, like I said, the strip club with Constance Wu's character and Jennifer Lopez's character. Um, Constance Wu is kind of the new girl. Oh, she was always kind of the awkward one. Uh, right. I think this movie fell short in a little bit of its writing. You find out some really interesting and deep things about Constance Wu's character, Destiny, also known as Dorothy. She, her real name is Dorothy. Destiny's her stripper That's name. That's a better stripper name. Yeah, Destiny. Way Dorothy better. is a not good stripper no, name. No, not unless you're at some weird Wizard of Oz themed. Which maybe. You know. In Kansas. they probably. I bet you they have that. I bet you it's yeah, out yeah. there. Um, <laughs> There's nothing else there. Yeah. So I for, totally forgot my train of thought. Uh, sorry, Dorothy, real name Destiny. Yes. She is learning a lot. She's um, she's you're exploring. You learn a lot about her character. Oh yeah. Oh, you find out things later in the movie that I feel like really would have added to her character throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never really any depth of empathy that I had with her. It was really hard. This movie was really hard to root for anyone. Right, because they were all just kind of greedy and money driven, and really bad with money, and like very just just spend it all when they get it. Uh, it seemed like they were as bad as some of the people that they were stealing from, you know, in yeah. their own way. Okay, uh, so it was weird, man. I had weird feelings about this movie because it was all very nonchalant, and it it kind of. You know, the trailer kind of gets that across like, oh, it's just kind of gangster. You know, sure. There's just, I don't know. And it kind of didn't really do it for me. It was entertaining, but at the same time, it was mildly disconcerting, I think. So I think I'm kind of like really hot and cold down the middle on this movie. I'm lukewarm on it. Sure. I think, I think for a film like this, what, what you really need to buy into as a viewer is, well, a couple things. One, that the bad guys are bad, mm-hmm. that the good guys are good. Um, and that you understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And it seems like we understand it based on what you're saying, but don't necessarily think that the ends justify the means kind of thing. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, there's, there's a line in that trailer where, um, some, once someone says like, what if they go to the cops? And then the other person's like, and say what? Like I spent $5,000 at a strip club. Boo hoo. Um, it seems like a really easy, uh, bad guy to set up like guys that were, you know, intentionally screwing people over on their housing and, and are kind of sleazy and I, I get that, but if there's no really redemptive arc here, if if the whole whole purpose of this movie is basically just to see them um, taking money, basically, and, and kind of taking back their power from these men, I think I think 
that's not maybe enough. Yeah. Um, so and maybe, it, yeah. It got pretty uh, predatory. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's impossible. I mean, I mean, given the, the social climate we're in, it's, it's a different era than it would have been. Um, obviously making this movie in reverse would be terrible. Yeah. Um, like the idea of people, uh, t- getting people drunk and drugging them and stealing their money. If that was a bunch of men doing that to women, nobody's seeing that movie, right. nor, nor should that movie be made obviously, but it sounds like we're even a little bit concerned if this should even be made. Yeah. Um, and we can't spoil too much now, but in the danger zone, I will ask you sort of about the ending and if it all kind of comes around in a, in a, uh, fulfilling and maybe justifiable way. And right. I don't give it anyway now, obviously, but yeah. what stuck out to you in terms of performances? I've heard Constant Wu was great. Constance Wu. Um, she was in crazy rich Asians. If you don't know her, um, I know that Cardi B pops up in this um, as a slightly more involved cameo, maybe. Yeah, um, it was barely more than a cameo. Okay. I, I wanted 100% more Cardi B than I got. Okay. So she was not in it for nearly long enough. And there is no question in my mind that Jennifer Lopez is the heart, soul, and spirit of this movie. Got she it. is the most memorable character. She, I, you, people will say that she's like the second lead. But to me, Constance Wu's character didn't have the depth. Oh, okay. Uh, the, it, there was a lot more depth to Jennifer Lopez's character, and I think if the writing would have gone a bit more in depth into these women's like psyche and like mm-hmm. maybe a bit more of their motivation and stuff, which, like I said, you kind of learn some of that later in the movie, which we'll get into in the danger zone. But I think it would have made them more endearing as characters for me as a moviegoer if some of those things would have been at least teased throughout. You know what sure. I mean? I just wanted to to know more about these characters and, like I said, possibly have someone to root for a little bit more. Yeah, I think the the danger of it because it's it's sort of an ensemble group. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of the two main gals and then friends or other dancers. Is yeah, that the idea. Correct. Like I think you could easily run the risk of being over expositionary here, where like you do get backstory for everybody, but it feels very parsed out, and you're just like here. And this is why she's doing this, and this is why like her grandma's sick or. I actually think that is one of them, right? Like somebody's, she wants yeah, to take Constance care of Wu's character says, I just want to take care of my grandma right. and like maybe go shopping. Yeah. Which is a good throwaway line for a trailer. But if you're building a character off the idea that she wants more money, I, I don't know. Again, like you can't spoil it or anything, but uh, one of those reasons is a lot more uh, empathetic mm-hmm. as a viewer than the other. Yeah. Um, but most of the vibe I got from the trailer was very much of the lesser where it's like, we just want money. We want to have fun. Like we can take advantage of these guys. So why don't we? Exactly. Which is good to a point. Another one of the lines in the movie is like, they're going to go spend it anyway. Why don't we just take it? Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, like just separated from anything. That ideology kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, But it's all about, yeah, it's about the characters and kind of how it manifests. Yeah. And it's, to me, it was weird because the biggest manifestations of quote unquote victory for these women are just like exchanging furs. Yeah. Stuff like that where it's like. Yeah. Uh, obviously your life's better in general quality of life, but like mm-hmm. you were kind of becoming like the consumer, you know, material based person, like striving for nothing but money that you're kind of stealing from. Right. So I don't know. For me, it was a situation like two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. Sure. You know, and it's easy to to break this down into, you know, matters of, of sexuality and like women's empowerment and stuff. But I think if this is the movie that you're looking for for women's empowerment, I would be a little like, con- yeah. I don't know if concerns the right word, but like, I don't know if this is necessarily empowering to women. Yeah. I think, I mean, you have to define empowering for sure. But as, uh, as Laura Nikas three, three said, um, you know, like she tagged, well, she spelled empowering. She wrote in empowering dumb 13 year old. 
Um, but yeah, like she put positive role models as one of the tags. And I think like establishing what a good role model is for young women or young men and like young people seeing people on screen, uh, a lot of things come into play in terms of morals and values and what it means to be a good person or even like a decent contributor to society. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, at, at risk of sounding like an old fogey here, like, uh, I could see how people would make the argument that, yeah, you're promoting, um, consumerism or uh, selfishness or uh, whatever the present tense is for predatoryness. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into some of that. I'm sure as we talk. Oh yeah. Uh, performance wise, who did you, who do you think? I know you said JLo was um, probably the standout in terms of certainly charisma and maybe, maybe um, audience engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that cause it was JLo or do you think you could separate that and really appreciate the performance in and of itself or both, both are fine as well. I would say it was it was honestly like performance based. She did some genuinely good acting in this movie. Yeah, uh, the best I've ever seen out of her. Nice. I was reading a bunch of reviews and looking at what people are saying, and it's um, quite surprising, but pretty interesting how many people are screaming Oscar for this movie. That is interesting. It doesn't really strike me as like an Oscar-y type movie. Same. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed her performance overall. Yeah. I really bought it. And uh, honestly, Constance Wu fell a little flat for me. Okay. I was, she never got out of that just like awkward, quiet chick. Sure. You know, like new girl at the club. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was good, but it, yeah, I didn't like it as much as Jennifer Lopez's role. Yeah. It's, I mean, I assume it kind of feels like this movie does probably try to tie itself up in a nice bow and like, if not justified, at least sort of. Um, rationalize it by the end again. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's that that sort of feeling I get uh, paired with sort of the party shenaniganness. Oh, it was like filled. the marketing of the trailers. It's like I don't, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough line to walk. And like instead of touching on any morality or consequences mm-hmm. or possible repercussions, they just cut to a montage. You know, it was like a flashback montage. No, or, like a, oh, like okay. literally, like well. We're in an Escalade. Yeah. You sure. know, so Let's it's like pop some, it like just, popping bottles. Kind yeah. Of, I just saw a photo of that. So exactly. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of cheapens the whole thing. Like I would have mm. liked to have seen more levity in not levity. The opposite. Oh, sure. That <laughs> works. Just, you can just say the opposite of levity. And I think that's great. But yeah. Like more, uh, like a heavier, or just more serious. Maybe is it brevity? Brevity is shorter. Levity is like lighter and what? Uh, I feel fun. like brevity should be the opposite of levity. We should call someone. Yeah, we should. <laughs> anyway, so a, a bit more weight. Yeah, I feel like the subject matter should have had a bit more of a dark side because, like, what they were doing was really dark. Yeah, and it should have been addressed as such instead of like fifteen-year-old girls in the theater. I was in screaming gangster when, like, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. It's it's tonal inconsistencies that really I think offset movies like this. Yeah, Hangover is a great example of one that doesn't care. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, this is a, there's some weird, I just rewatched the hangover. Like it was on the other night and not the other night. It was like a month ago, but that movie, um, did not age super well. There's yeah. a lot of like, like homophobic jokes and like that sort of stuff, but it never tries to sort of be a serious movie. Like it's just shenanigan after shenanigan. Hence these three idiots that just go and whatever. Yeah. That was like pure comedy. And you know that going in yeah. and, and it sounds like this is not quite like it, not that it's all comedy or anything, but like it doesn't quite nail what it, could or even is trying to are you saying exactly and a big part of me wonders what this movie was trying to do right like what is the point that they are trying to make here yeah uh, so we'll get way more into that in the danger zone but uh overall like i said kind of lukewarm on it didn't really 
enjoy it per se. I enjoyed moments of it. I really enjoyed Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed Lizzo. Lizzo oh, was yeah, in it for a second. Yeah, that's right. She was kind of brushed to the back pretty quickly, unfortunately. But um, Jennifer Lopez was really good. Um, there were definitely good things about it. But overall, as a film, I can't say that I enjoyed it or really quite understood the point that they were trying to make. Okay. Um, or, yeah, there there was no clear message. And like you said, it kind of comes down to, is this a movie that needed to get made? And I know right. that seems like going super bad on it. But, it, yeah. you know, it's a list of questions that I ask myself every time I watch a movie. As you should. So, Speaking of questions, as we're wrapping up this review, I have a, a couple of last ones here. Hit me. Um, in the beginning, you were you you well, you were saying you were a little bit mixed on it, and you said that there's a lot of, um, especially with Constance Wu's character, some information you learn. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you did happen to revisit this, knowing that going in for your second viewing would affect the way that you view her character or the movie in general? Mm, not really. Okay, because the way they wrote her character and she played it the whole way through didn't even really reflect that too okay. much. So. I don't know. I think they could have done better writing on the backgrounds. And um, Constance Wu was the only character in this film that had any sort of like second thoughts or remorse that she vocalized. I'd like to have gone more into her mindset and to like for them to have that conversation about like consequence versus action. And that just never happened. Right. Um, Should people go see it? Um, is, is there a certain type of person you think would really enjoy it? Obviously, people do like it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Reviews, like, but... I don't know exactly who this movie's for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily filled with good role models. Right. Because, let's face the facts, they were criminals. They were just a different kind of criminal. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of reviews have said, like, these are not good role models. They're strippers. That's not see, a good reason. Mm, like, no, that's I a, wouldn't go with that. Like, not slut-shaming anybody here. Like, no, that's, but like, I've known some strippers that are sure. really great, amazing people. Yeah. You know, it's not about that. It was about the criminality of their actions yeah. and, I don't know, the forgery and stealing and and all the things like that that I would say I had an issue with. It was absolutely nothing to do with them being it's, strippers. That's so funny because it's like the Robin Hood thing. Yeah. Because Robin Hood, same thing. Steals. Mm-hmm. Robs people. But he, 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 he passes it on. Gives basically. to the needy. And this sounds like the opposite. They're just keeping it. And that's it's remarkable how much harder that is to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just had really mixed messages. You know, and we'll talk more about the end result mm-hmm. in the, in the, mm-hmm. the danger zone. And I think it'll clarify a little bit more why i'm really meh on this so in answer to your question no i don't think people should go see it i think if you want to see it wait to rent it uh if that the thing is with this movie it's it creates this like happy mood like the whole movie is very bubbly very pretty to look at there's naked women everywhere which doesn't hurt anything uh and it's like you just kind of have a good time. There's loud, like rap, pop music, like yeah, just a little like bubble gum, just just yeah, little popcorn. Exactly, thing. it's like little nuggets of sugar. You're like, oh, this is nice. Yep. Oh wait, this is not so nice. And you're like, I'm still hungry. Yeah, exactly. There was nothing to that. Exactly. So right. it was entertaining at best, fulfilling not at all. Okay, worthwhile. I would say no. Then my final question is, what would you give it out of ten? Uh, three. Three out of ten. Okay. Yeah. That's Hustlers. Go see it if you want, though Johnny does not recommend it. I cannot say either way, though based on uh, what I know of Johnny and his movie viewing experience and how much I trust him and how I can translate that to my own views, I also don't recommend it. It doesn't seem like a movie worth your time. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about our second beer, which is something I didn't know existed, but I'm very excited for. Um, And we'll talk about that uh, in just a minute here. So stick around. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. 
Danger Zone. Yeah, Danger Zone. We're here. What? Did I, was I like chilling back or something? You were. What's wrong with You me? were way back. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Get it together. Uh, okay. Welcome to Danger Zone, everybody. It's dangerous here. Uh, we're going to spoil it. We're not even talking about the movie yet, but later on we will, but I guess it doesn't matter right now. Spoilers and swearing ahead. Yeah. I don't need to go to the box. No, you don't. What's in the box? What's in the... You got to rewatch that, by the way. Seven? Yeah. David Fincher I'll watch Glory. Your, I'll watch Mindhunter. You watch Seven, and then we'll come to a happy medium. We'll reconnoiter. You know, I actually, now that we're saying this, talking about movies, I think I did watch a movie. <laughs> of course. I wonder what it was. Uh, Uh-oh. It, that's oh, jeez. That's a full can, though. Oh, jeez. You gotta love small candy lines. Oh, crap. Uh, do you want to just talk? We're still getting. I gotta feel out the danger zone for a second. Let's not jump to that beer yet. Calm down. I just want to find out if I did watch a movie, what it was. And it doesn't seem like I did. If I did, I didn't put it in my letterbox, so forget it. Cool. <laughs> I did. Uh, I haven't been updating it with movies that we've even done on the show, but I, like, I'm trying to make a point just right. Like, one or two sentences, f- at least for everything we do. So I put it in there. There you go. I, I checked into Hustlers. Nice. Yeah, I got to write a little review. Just write, like, yeah, a couple sentences. I'm bad at website. that. Yeah, so am I. Need to get back on that horse. Except when I do start doing it, I'm like, this is fun. I love doing this. Yeah, then you do it. For, well, you have, like, that ADD brain where you're just like, I'm going to do this for, like, a day. I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Remember when you were a cyclist? Yeah, I still ride my bike. Remember when I said I was going to train for a marathon? Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's been a lot of those things. Yeah, I have that a lot. Yeah. You well, were, I'm a passionate person. You were like, ideas. I'm going to ride my bike 20 miles a day for 38 months straight. No, I said, I said I'm going to start at like 10 miles and add a mile a day for a month. So by the end of the month, I was going to be like 50 miles or a like day. 40 miles. Yeah. I was like, what a, who's, I'm nuts. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> I just had to kick back and let you figure that out. Yeah. Lance Armstrong. Is that his name? Lance Armstrong? No, Neil Armstrong is what I was thinking of too. Also. <laughs> yeah. Lance Armstrong is the biker. Neil Armstrong is the... Yeah, the guy with strong arms. Yeah. Yeah. So now so, I feel good. Now I'm feeling ready for the danger zone. All right. You done with that four loco yet? No. So it's actually really hard to drink with the ice in the cup that oh. I tried. I don't know if you saw. I took a sip from the can and yeah. it's like just wildly more disgusting. Mm. But if I pick up this cup, it's like. Yeah. We got to get you a straw. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I can go get one if you want to kind of talk about this beer for a second. Do we do the beer first? We do. Yeah. We do the beer first. Yeah, we do. Sure. Why not? All right. Uh, well, tell people what it is because I didn't know this was a collaboration that existed, um, nor have I still yet had, except maybe once, the uh, base beer. So I'm excited. So what is it? Totally. So we are going to be drinking Shake Your Stack. It's a collaboration with McKellar San Diego and Great Notion. It is an imperial stout brewed with maple, coffee, and cinnamon. Essentially what it is, it's a combination of their Beer Geek Shake and the glory that is Great Notions double stack. So you're basically getting a stack of pancakes with coffee. So I'm super excited. I've had this beer once before. Uh, It clocks in at 9.7% ABV because Max needs more alcohol in his system. And it's real good. I've had it once, like I said, and we're lucky enough to have a spot here in town that shall remain nameless because I'm storing this there so I can buy it all. What is the ABV on like a normal double stack? Do you know? Top of your head? I don't. I'm going to find out. Find out. In the meantime, here's a, the meantime, here's a cup. Yeah. I'm going to fill your cup. Thank you. Wow. This has got some head on it. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it came out of the... When you opened the can, it was like, hello, I'm a beer. Welcome mm-hmm. me to the world. Oh, and you can smell that. It smells like sour apple and cinnamon. Ugh. Apples and cinnamon. That's kind of a nice... Maybe I'll just dump it into my Four loco glass. Mm, this smells like cocoa puff milk with right, like so, yeah. maple syrup. Oof. Does it? Remember the cocoa puff milk? Mm-hmm. You just drink it. Oh, it's the You'd best. Get the cereal out of the way so you could get to the milk. Oh man, it's so good. Um, does Double Stack usually have cinnamon? 
No. Is that's kind of one of the McKellar editions? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look this up real quick. Oh, my goodness. This beer is so good. You should stop Googling it and drink it. Great. No T.O. Double Look, man. Oh, that smells great. Yeah. That's a rich smelling beer. Yeah. It is richy rich. It's robust. On the nose, I get. Like I said, it really smells like Cocoa Puffs. Like the breakfast cereal. It It, super does. Did you say this is 9%? 9.7. 9.7. Yeah. Yeah, Double stack is 11. Okay. Uh, so but, I don't know. I don't like the idea of adding more flavor and taking out alcohol kind of scares me, but also like this. with this compared to original double stack, you're toning down the maple a great oh, deal, sure. which yeah. in my opinion makes it a bit more balanced beer. This is one of the better collaborations I've ever had with great notion and like stout wise. This is yeah. so good. It's still wonderfully thick. I was worried about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, 9% is kind of right on the cusp of something that could be kind of thin. Mm-hmm. 9.7, um, bro. Sorry, yeah. The 9s is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like anything in 9 is like, could be could be dangerous. But no, this is great. Super, super chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Tons uh, of chocolate. A little bit of maple. Not crazy. A little bit of maple. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to have said, do you taste any maple? And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, there's maple. Yeah, I like that the maple's not the the main instrument in this band. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, It's just... I think that's actually probably where maple should be most of the time. Just sort of. It's like um, the bass player. Just kind of sprinkling. Yeah. Or is the bongos. Yeah. Bongos is better. I think like the chocolatiness is the bass player. Mm -hmm. He's kind of holding it down, keeping it together. Oh yeah. Or possibly the drums. Yeah. This is like a very chocolate coffee, almost like a coffee cake. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I don't get enough coffee to really, um, call it that. It tastes more to me just like straight chocolate. I like that too. Though. Like a really, uh, really like chocolatey, dusty, like not dust, but like chocolate shaving, kind of mm-hmm. like something you get on top. I'm, I'm picturing something very specific, like a chocolate cake sprinkled with chocolate shavings on top. Like okay. that's, it's like a really German chocolate, chocolate cake. Yeah, totally. Uh, and some cinnamon, I suppose, but it's mostly chocolate for me, which I'm not always the biggest fan of. Like I don't really love chocolatey desserts or mm-hmm. if you gave me a choice between like a fruity ice cream or a chocolatey type dessert, I would go the fruity one. Okay. But I really like this. This beer's really good. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to say when this was canned? No. Do, is it available on the can or not? I don't know. Let's find out. Cause it, yep, it is. Because I'm, I'm guessing it's pretty new. Born on 418. Like April 18? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Never so mind. So it's been out for a while. Yeah. But it's okay. fine because this will be good forever. Yeah. At 10 bucks a can, I'm going to get some more of this. That's that's about right. It's real good. Yeah. That seems like the right price for this. Like this <laughs> if you're trying to buy a 12-pack of this... Uh, not a good buy. Yeah, 120 bucks. This makes sense to me though. That makes, that's oh. how much it should be. Yeah. Spears like the perfect temperature right now. We've had it sitting out the whole time. So it's yeah. like probably 50 degrees. Sure. No, I don't know. Well, room temp in here is about 60. So I'd say it's like, it's six, not 60. It's probably like 68. Is it? I think so. I don't know. You can find out. Oh, actually. No, that's just what it said. It's a nice room temperature. In yeah. Here. It's comfy. Yeah. So this beer's been sitting out. It's got a nice ambient temperature. It's super, super drinkable. It's silky. It's yeah. chocolatey. It's it's heavy in ways that you want it to be heavy, but it's not so heavy that it like sucks to drink it. I mean, it's still smooth and really drinkable. There is a bit of a bite, though, from the alcohol. Yeah. More than I expected. It lets you know it's there. Yeah. It almost feels like it is closer to 11% than 9.7. Mm. I don't hate it, though, that, that particular yeah. part. I think it's just rounded out by such that pleasant sweetness. Yeah. The sweetness is the great balance here in this. this yeah. This great teetering act of too sweet versus too bitter. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The sweetness really blends in well with the overall palate of this beer. Do you Any, like this more than double stack? It's real close to being more drinkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because double stack is so balls to the wall in it's your face. Sweet. It's like, sweet maple, like blammo. I mean, I love it Yeah, because I'm the, like the fat kid that will like squirt maple syrup from the bottle directly into my mouth, mm-hmm. especially the butter flavored one. We talked about this. It's so good. And we decided it wasn't actual butter? No, it's not. It's just yeah. butter flavoring, which is for sure more cancerous, but yeah, it's still real good. Yeah. Um, but this, I think, is just an overall better balanced beer, and it's got a more more drinkable and approachable profile. I mean, just it's leveled out so much with that coffee. Like, I really am a fan of this beer. Yeah. I would say, yes, I like it more than Double Stack. Wow, that's great. Because isn't Double Stack like, or is it just like your favorite maple beer? It's, yeah. And at the time I had it, it was one of my favorite beers. But I mean, now it's just abrasively maple. Yeah, like, it's good, yeah. but it's like the last beer you're going to drink for the night. Sure. So, no, this is this is astounding. I really think we're fortunate to have this in cans around here. This is yeah, world class level stout. Deal. What uh, do you? What do you? Think? I'm playing a weird game right now with my mouth. Yeah, I don't. I'm having a hard time uh, doing both of these. Yeah, like every time I have a drink of this, it's like, what is that tanginess? I'm like, oh yeah, it's this liquid nitrogen green type. <laughs> cancer material yeah it's pretty uh i'm getting heartburn from it like i'm getting like between this there's just so much acidity in my body right now yeah i think it's a good beer but who's to say at this point not me (laughs) uh it's like i think i've maybe had half of this no i've had more than half i've had it's probably about here you gotta finish that before the show ends i got it it's just i wanted to try to get to the point where i could taste this beer objectively and it's not there it's this is such an abrasive do you want some water or something do you have water uh give me a couple ice cubes i need a few more of those because this stuff is it is i mean it's like there's, it's like a chemical or there's something. Water at the bottom of. The, oh, that's gross. That seems it's gross not to that me. Gross. How often do you clean this like thing? Like every week. Well, I'm just gonna take a few of these. Right. These ones are clumped, so that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. yep. To rehydrate. Slippery little worm. Have an ice cube. Yep. I'm done now with that. Okay. Okay. Thanks. So we've re-iced. Yeah. Four loco. You should fill that sucker up. I will. Yep. Well, you're gonna have to take my word for it because Max is. It is really good. Again, like okay, fine. Let me take one more sip. I've it's been a second since I sipped this gross stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's a weird balance of like really sweet to counteract the alcohol, but I still taste too much alcohol for it to be like a fully balanced beer for me. Um, that's, so I like it. I don't love it. That's the four loco talking. It might be. It's hard to say. <laughs> that's why these reviews are fun because it's like. Who knows what the truth is? Absolutely. Um, it's a really good beer. Um, and I enjoy it. And that's where I'm at. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. So let's rate it. Let's rate it. I'm ready. Great Notion McKellar. The name of this beer. Again, Johnny. Share a stack of pans. Share your stack. Is that what it's called? Share your stack? Shake your stack. Shake your stack. That's right. It says share your stack on the bottom of the can. Fair enough. But this is a tremendous and outstanding beer. Mm-hmm. It is... Pretty much everything I would want and expect out of this this collaboration of this okay. the the shake and the stack and sure. the putting them together. Sure. Yeah, man, this feels like a nine two. Nice. You don't want to give it like a nine five. Nope. All right. It's just a lot of it's a lot of points to leave off for a beer that out outplaced your previously favorite beer for a long time. Well, palettes change. We evolve. We yep. move on. All right. So yep. 9.2 Ugh. for you. Weird throat sounds. <laughs> yep. I've been a bunch of those today. Yeah. Um, 
That wasn't even on this episode, was it? That was bonus content yep. for Patreon. Okay. Well, still, it was today. It was. Nobody knew. No. Now they do. For me, it's an eight. Okay. Yeah. Really, really good. Everything's an eight for you today. Uh, no. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't rate the movie. What are you going to rate that for Loco? Uh, ten. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfection in a glass. It's the best for Loco you've ever I don't ever know had. why these things are made anymore. I don't get it. I kind of understood the grab when it... Let me... Hang on. Eight for this beer. Shake your stack. It's very good. Boom shakalaka. Right. Um, I get when there was like caffeine, like, yeah, well you can get like super drunk on this super sweet liquid and it also will keep you up and hopefully you won't die. Then enough people did took out the caffeine and now it's like, it's just strong, sweet, sugared garbage. Oh buddy, you have a long way to go. (laughs) I totally do. Oh buddy. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, It doesn't help that like the mood today, like I'm just so beat. Like I was telling you because of the wedding stuff and. Just working so much, like I don't, I'm gonna, I don't think I've ever been in this mood on the podcast in my life. Just with, I don't know what it is. You're busy. I'm just here. I'm just like sit. I feel like I'm part of my chair right now, and there's yeah. just neon green liquid in front of me. I'm just like, oh, I'll drink it. I don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I put the same about stuff this liquid. That the chicks were drugging people with. I put that in there. What, what happened to those guys since uh, we're in the danger zone? They fell down really hard. I saw there was like 17 dudes that fell down. I oh, got a great night's sleep. It got so repetitive. Yeah. Okay. There was this whole montage scene. Uh, Shut your beautiful mouth. We're not there yet. What? I baited you. Oh. Like a master. Oh. Listen. You master. What's got you hot or bothered this week? And I only want one or the other. Besides Uh, that beer. Um. You can think about it if you want. God, there's so much that's happened. Um, My hot is this being my last week at my job, and then I get a week off. Are you still going to not plug where you're going to work? Not yet. All right. No. Two weeks in a row. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Great. Well, thank you. That was great. I'm super stoked. I haven't had a week off in two years. Wonderful. You you deserve it. I'm so excited. I'm going to go fishing a lot. Good. And just hang out. And Do it. Enjoy myself. Yeah, that. And it was a great weekend drinking with friends. We had sure. a great time Friday night at an event. Great time Saturday. Just day drinking and then saw a bunch of people uh, from the bank club crew went out to a, a cookout. That was a blast. And then obviously Saturday, Sunday, we had a Patreon event. Yes. So it was super great. Um, I've been... Pretty drunk for like the last four days. <laughs> yeah. So that's been fun. America. It was very tiring. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, what about uh, you? Man? Well, so I had something that I talked about on our Patreon bonus content, and I will say um, to keep things vague and mysterious and interesting, I played a very, very, very interesting wedding on Saturday. Um, and uh, that's all I'm going to say now. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad uh just a lot of stress on my end yeah from from not from me i don't create stress i fix stress but there was a lot directed towards me totally um and we worked through it everything was fine but it was a super super long weekend um so i wanted to say that if you're curious it's it's a humorous story or at least it will be it's not quite far enough away for me to laugh at yet but it will be in like a, a week or two i left yeah yeah exactly so if you're if you're curious you should just just join us on patreon for the love of god a couple bucks, guys. Come on. If you like the show, just just do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. If you don't, Max is going to have to keep drinking. I'm gonna, I don't though. know what's going to happen to me. Um, you still have like half that thing to go. No, I don't. Well, a hey, full pint glass and like a quarter of it in there. That's nothing. Well, it's not nothing. I'm, well, I'm going to do that. That's no problem. Get to chugging. I guess we do have to stay on until I finish it. That's never happened before. Where it's I know. Left, Usually it's gone by this point. Yeah. Well. Chug a lug. Yes. I just wanted to to tie this in a bow. Um, 
I got home from that wedding. I was very, very, very excited to play a new download of a game called Borderlands 3, which I talked about many a week ago when I got a Nintendo Switch from my friend, uh, my friend Brian. Who is uh, that? Brian. He's a friend of mine. He does video stuff. Brian Massa. You've probably met him. I know him. Uh and Brian bought us a Switch, and while we were at GameStop, I saw a poster for Borderlands 3. There's only been a couple games in my life that I invested a lot of time in. One of them is Borderlands 2. I saw the poster. I was like, wow, a third one. Very cool. Can I play it on the Switch? The dude was like, no, it's not coming out on the Switch. I said, what a, what a bummer. What's it coming out on? He said, Xbox One, whatever PlayStation number is out now. Four eyes twitching. <laughs> um, anyways, a friend of the show, John Wallum, reached out to me. He said, hey, man, I have an Xbox One. You can just have it. And I said, John, you are beautiful, but I'm not going to take that. So I'll, can I just give you some money for it? And he was like, just whatever you want to give me is fine. So he gave me that. I've been waiting a couple of weeks for this game to come out. So I downloaded it Saturday morning before I left for that wedding. And the four and a half hour drive back, by the time I got home, it was like 2 a.m. And I was just like, I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to play this game. And I have been playing the game sporadically for the past couple of days. It's is it been, awesome? It's, it's, I don't know how nerdy we want to get about the game. It doesn't... Uh, play quite the same as borderlands 2 um i think the uh layout of like the what do you the heads up display kind of your mm-hmm. main thing you look at during the game was better in borderlands 2 but i'm just getting going so it's a hud if you nasty hud um today when i played it for like an hour today earlier and it started feeling like borderlands again uh if anybody plays i'm like level 12 okay so that's how long it took okay it's a lot of fun though hell yeah it was also 60 dollars, mm-hmm. and it's glitching because it's like a brand new game i think yep so I got to like update it, which isn't as a, is a new thing for me. Yeah. Usually buy the disc and then it's ready or the cartridge. Yeah. Nope. It's not like that now. Not anymore. Now no. it's like bugs get to get worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I just got an email. I can play the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the newest one coming out. How many of those games are there? They're like 37. There's a lot. There's so many. How many? Like there's a new one like every year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just but the new teat. one's in beta right now, which oh. means they'll let me play it for free online. To like and work then out like, the bugs. And then like I report bugs and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not that much of a nerd, but like they send out those to a lot of people. Um yeah, and then you kind of help grease the wheels of having the game be awesome. Yeah, so, sure. It's fun. Games are fun. I just downloaded a game from the PSN. Thing. Yeah, because when you pay for the yearly, oh yeah, you get online free game, you get two free games yeah. a month. So one month, yeah. Oh wow, that's it's, a good deal. It's worth it. Yeah, because uh, one of them was Dark Siders three. I've heard of that. Dark Souls, Dark Siders. I've heard of Dark Souls. Dark Souls is way too hard. Okay. It makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing that a little bit. Took a little break from Diablo three, and what else was I playing? I downloaded a racing game too. They remastered G Force. Makes me want to play Mario Kart. G-Force. It was an old, like, spaceship racing game. Oh, yeah. On the tracks. And you have, like, they look like they're long. Yeah. You'd recognize it. I know what you're talking about. It was old, like, PS2. Yeah. Super fun, though. It's all remastered now. PS2 is, like, GameCube era, right? I believe so, yeah. I think so. You should come over and play that game. It'd be fun. Sure. Next time we have a a Switch night at one of our houses, I'll bring the PS4, or it'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Can Can you do replays on that game i think you can then just please don't shut off the tv while i'm just reveling in my own glory i'll consider it spoiler stuff yeah let's do it fill your uh your glass up with four logo i don't know i can make it you can do it it's bad it's it tastes like it's like i can you know when you get a little bit like you get a little bit of heartburn you're like i think this is going to be bad in like an hour yeah that's where i've been for about an hour and it's like it's just sitting hot yeah under my sternum Uh i can feel it yep so i'll keep working yeah. But I'm not enjoying this. 
That's so, gonna be rough. Let's talk spoilers. Let's talk spoilers. I'm gonna fill my, myself up some of this shake your stat. Sure. So what I do was, you want to know, man? Well, I was saying earlier, like I, I think it matters a lot for how you walk away from this movie, whether or not the people that you've been following for almost two hours, um, if you end up feeling like they've been justified in what they've done. And where we left off was basically like they're stealing money from these guys after drugging them mm-hmm. and buying fur coats was a great example of kind of how this whole thing feels. Mm-hmm. How does it end? They get arrested. Okay. They go to jail for like a weekend. Okay. What do they get arrested for? Like, um, I think larceny or, or something like that. Literally something very minor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they like, I think the, the ringleader, like Jennifer Lopez got like, f- like five years probation. Okay. A couple of them had to go to jail every weekend for like a month. I don't think that's how that works. You yes. go back to jail every weekend? Yeah. You have to go serve your time. That sucks. Yeah. I just do it all at once. Yeah, but like if you have a job. Oh, you know, God. And you could okay. only go to jail on the weekends. So it was really the consequences were like super duper low and they like ruined people's lives. The consequences? The consequences. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it ended. Like Constance Wu took a deal, like ratted on everyone. Oh, she did. Yeah. And Jennifer Lopez was oh. like, you suck. Oh, well, this is all new information. Tell me that kind of stuff. It was very mild because, like, if someone rats on you and you have to do, like, but it's, like, in, like, big crime, if you, like, rat on someone, they have to go to jail for, like, 20 years. She had probation. Yeah, I mean. It's, like, the stakes and the consequences were so low for them. I guess I don't get what this movie is about by the end because it's clearly not about. Or is it? Is it just about them stealing? It's, it's like, just about them. It's a problem with a lot of true stories. Stealing some stuff. Coming back to like your point, like should this movie have been made? Not every movie has to be made, but it does yeah. seem like it must be pretty true because it's not that exciting. Yeah. Based on what you're saying. Yeah. It's glorified and romanticized with all the montages of shopping sprees. There's probably four or five montages of buying shoes. Yeah. And that like, gets old. With like fun pop songs. Yeah. Or rap songs. Oh, or yeah. Whatever. And like. To two groups of people drugging and stealing men's life savings. Yeah. Like passing each other mm-hmm. on escalators going up and going down with like Gucci bags. Like, hey. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's whatever. Like it got yeah. really dark. They were, there was a whole montage scene of Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu experimenting with GHB and MDMA. Or I'm sorry, with oh. ke- ketamine and MDMA in, right. in, in the kitchen trying to get their recipe just right. Well, like they're going to sell it or something? No, they're manufacturing their own roofie. Oh, 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 They're sure. getting what their mix is because they, yeah. the way they put it, they want them out of it enough to not remember, but conscious enough to like sign things. That's a really, that's kind of a, that's a really gross premise. Pretty icky. And they yeah. cover it up with, uh, you know, both of those women respectively, like trying a little bit of it oh. and then just next, like f- quick flash to them yeah. just on the floor. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I don't know, that's man. not funny. No, uh, to me personally. No, I think I think in general, and and yeah, and everyone was laughing in the theater, and it was <sighs> it was real cool. Like, yeah, I mean, having personal experience with a thing doesn't necessarily make it not funny. It makes it harder to laugh at. Certainly, I mean, yeah. people that get offended by things because they've experienced those things makes sense. See, that's the thing: is I wasn't offended. It just wasn't fun. No, I know. I'm, I guess I'm saying like, I think of a lot of comedy specials yeah, or particularly like amateur comedians that get heckled. Um, and somebody in the audience, you're like, that's, that's not funny. Like, I have kids. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like it can be weird to you, 
it doesn't make it objectively not funny, like just because it affects you. But I hear what you're saying. Like, I don't think that's funny and I've never been roofied or anything. And I still think that's kind of a, it's just dark. It's like, and like, I'm one to laugh at dark and things. Yeah. I don't know. What the, there's no payoff really. Like exactly. it's, it's, it's just kind of masking, um, almost like equating it. Like, Oh, we're going to do it to these people. And if you take it out of the context of the movie, it's like, yes, I'm going to, I, I, a human, I'm going to roofie another human to steal from them. Mm-hmm. And then trying to make it funny by doing it to yourself. Like it just doesn't, doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Yep. And there was never really any um, ramifications for these men illustrated. Uh, a lot of them were, you know, dudes with giant expense accounts. Mm-hmm. And the way they had this whole thing rigged was they would take them back to the strip club that they all used to work at. Oh, they stopped working there? Everybody was in on it. That worked. No, the strip clubs died after 2008, after the financial crisis. Oh. Because none of the, the big time guys, not as many. Yeah. It wasn't as packed. Everyone yeah. was just broke. Um. So And then they brought in, like, Russian strippers that were actually doing prostitution out of the club. So it made it really difficult for them to earn a living and not oh. do sexual acts all the time. So these strippers did not do sex stuff. Uh, there was one scene where Constance Wu did, like, give a blowjob for, like, 300 bucks. And she didn't pay attention. And the dude put 320s down and then left. A lot of skeeziness in this movie. Yeah, lots yeah. of skis. But again, like, it's that's so on the nose for, like, these guys are bad. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, he, he, yeah, he's a little dirty and then also like skimps on it. It's like, okay, right. we get it. Bad guys. Yeah. So they, this group led by Jennifer Lopez gets these guys to come back to the strip club and the strip club's in on it. The bartenders, the DJ, right. everyone, security. So they take them in the VIP room and after they're roofied and then take their credit card from right. them while they're unconscious kind of and Swipe it for like the whole limit. Right. And there's like, sign this paper. And yeah. He's like, okay. And yeah, the one yeah. dude was like, I had a $50,000 expense account. That was my business card. Like, my job fired me. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the only real time that Constance Wu displayed any like not feeling great about this and having a blast was um, they had regulars and like they would call them on the phone. And these dudes would just like get, keep getting ripped off. There yeah. was some dudes that went back like four times, mm-hmm. like idiots. Yeah. Oh, this one dude, like, they took all the money out of his account, and it was enough to cover his mortgage. And he's like, I'm going to, like, be homeless, and, like, I have a kid, and I can't mm-hmm. pay his daycare now. Like, Yeah. Like, yeah, and what's the tone of that scene? Like, screw that guy kind of thing? Um, Or is it you saying that's when she felt bad? That's when she started to feel bad, and Jennifer Lopez, like, tackled her and took the phone away from her. Oh. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I could see in the right mood, though. Like, yeah, I can get in, I can get behind almost everything except like the drug stuff. Like I don't, it just feels so dirty. Like, yeah. Like drugging somebody to steal from them feels, feels real rapey to me. Right. Though I guess there has to be a sexual component to really consider it rape. So I guess it feels predatory. Yeah. And, more just and, and wrong. Predatory. Creepy. And creepy. What I meant. Yeah. Sometimes I use rapey and creepy interchangeably. Right. Which maybe underplays rapey. Not maybe. It definitely does. Yeah. I won't well, do that anymore. And then there's, there's the idea that maybe, you know, it's less creepy because women are doing it or it's more okay because women are doing it. And like, that's the yeah. only reason this movie got made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Either. I think it, I think that is the perception. Yeah. Like that's the, that's why they maybe justified it. Shalina asked me after I got back what the movie was about. And I told her and she was like, they made that a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. That was yeah. a thing. Yeah. So yeah, the article was, I think it was, you're at the New Yorker from uh, 2015. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read that article, but I, I might just yeah. to see what that's about. Yeah. Well, 
yeah, was this movie, did it need to get made? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe not. I don't think so. That's all right. Eh. A lot of movies don't need to get made. Yep. We have 24 Marvel movies, maybe 25. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. But they're better than this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Except except for a couple. Yeah, there's been a couple stinkers. Iron Man 2. Ant Man 2 wasn't good. No. But it set up the whole premise of the quantum realm so he could survive God. the snap. Yeah, it was it. very important Whatever. in the overall it's canon. fine. Bro, if he hadn't gone to the quantum realm, he wouldn't have been there to help yeah. save everyone. You're right. No, you're right. I do have to make uh, a quick announcement, housekeeping wise. We're going to take a. <laughs> so you cut me off from talking about Marvel movies. <laughs> All <laughs> right, that's okay. cool. No, it has to do kind of with Marvel. That's what made me think of it. Um, we're going to have a couple weeks here where we don't record new episodes, we're going to release old stuff. Um, and we are going to determine what we think are the best episodes to re-release. If you have an opinion, let us know because we haven't decided. Um, I remember thinking that our uh, Avengers episode was pretty good, pretty fun at least. It was the one I wasn't in. Not that one, the second one. Everyone liked the one without Austin. Or with Austin. Without Austin. <laughs> it's almost all of them. <laughs> all of them. Uh, did they? Yeah. I, I got a lot that. of positive feedback about Great. that one. Well, he knows a lot. Yeah, so he's, that's helpful. he's real smart. But I was thinking of Endgame. Okay. So... Um, I, I don't know. There's going to be a point where, uh, like we almost re-released our it chapter one, uh, episode. But when I listened back to kind of figure out where the edits were going to be, it just didn't hold up sound quality wise. So I'm going to go back and listen to like where I feel comfortable starting that, like where we can start screening for re-releases. Mm-hmm. Um, so not 41. It's going to be after that at some point we'll figure it out. But again, if you have an opinion, like your favorite episode or something you really enjoyed, or even if there's a part of an episode, your favorite beer, let us know, uh, and we'll incorporate that. Yeah. Okay. Like that time we did beer camp around the world. So have you listened back to that, or did you just tell people to listen? I to just it? tell because it too. sounds like garbage. Yeah, but it's yeah. fun. And it was we like the beer parts. So then you also have to listen to uh, what was the movie King Arthur? Yeah, I think it was just a terrible movie. It was like all of our like quote unquote landmark episodes have been like really really bad movies. Yeah. Justice League was fifty. Um, hundred oh was uh, Justice League was so fucking bad. Was, no, hundred was Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh. oh, King Arthur. King Arthur was thirty-two. Okay. Is that what I just said? No. Oh yeah. You said fifty and a hundred. Yeah, but then yeah, there's just a lot of bad movies. There's you know when you see a movie every, we got three year anniversary coming up. When you see a yep. movie a week, yep, for every years. week for three years, yeah, it's gonna be some poopers. We're gonna by the time we get to episode one fifty, if we see, I want to do a good movie. Finally, that'd be nice. Let's so let's even if we like have a bad one scheduled, let's do a good one. That'd be nice. Or just next week if we have a bad one scheduled after it too. And this, I'm really looking forward to watching. Oh, I don't know a good movie. Do you know what we have next week? Oh, I do. Um, oh, it's Ad Astra. Yeah, sure. Fifty fifty. I don't know about that one. Fifty fifty. I don't know, man. This could be a long stretch. I might be ready for that break while you're on your honeymoon. Fair enough, dude. I just go back and watch like twenty of the top hundred. Be like, yeah, these are good. So we've reached a point, and I know you feel it because I feel it too. We're about and, there, man. And, but but we're not. Uh oh, I can't do that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like garbage. Yeah. Um. So I think for the first time and probably only time ever, Oof. in order to maintain uh, a semblance of maybe cleaning my kitchen for my fiance, like I promised I would do, and being a functional human, I'm gonna not drink that. And Weak. you can decide whatever you want from there. But I think we're at the end of this episode. All right. I will make you a deal. Okay. I will let you out of it. I get a surprise for Loco. Does that mean you can surprise me with one on any episode of your choice? Or, just, or do you mean I give you an episode by or, uh, for Loco by surprise? Yeah, no. Like I'm going to punish myself. Loco. No. Hey, surprise. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? 
I would almost say this carries over to life. No, it does not. That wouldn't that be great if I could just ice you with the four loco L- at okay, any time? Let's negotiate this. As long as it's not on a day where I have a show, um, or have to drive anywhere, sure. Or you're getting married. It can't be my wedding. Yeah, we should add that caveat. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no wedding, no shows, no driving. Uh, then I would accept. We'll say any podcast episode. Okay. I, I won't. If this happens again, we're going to, we're carrying it over into life. I think that's fair. Yeah, but just this time, that's fine. It's really bad today. It's like it's like the worst tasting. It's just so acidic. I think that one's just not good. Yeah, let's never do the, sour, the sour ones. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll get back to like the fruit punch or like some of the better flavors. Yeah, and isn't this a pint glass? Yeah, isn't that supposed to be sixteen ounces? Yeah, this is not a thirty-two. Is it? Is this thirty-two ounces? No, it's like twenty-four, right? Yeah, but the first time you filled it up, it was full of ice. Oh, that's true. So. I don't even tell you. I mean, you could just chug it. I'm not chugging it. All right. I think I'll actually throw up if I do it. Like, not necessarily from alcohol, but from like, it, it's still burning in me. Yeah. It's really bad. I had one sip and it was like abrasively sour. Yeah. I feel like you could have done it if it was a regular one. Yeah, for sure. I don't think. This... I think the fruit punch is probably the safest way to go. Yeah. I don't like that one at all. Mm-mm. Have you tried the gold one? Yeah, we drank the, I drank the gold one before. Yeah. yeah, the gold one tastes just like a. No, we drank the gold one. You and I did on a. Um... Oh, did we? A long time ago, we had everybody over from Patreon, not everybody, but I think a certain tier and up, and we had them in this room, and we did an open, like a set of a room mic, and oh, we talked yeah. about something, and there was a gold for loco that day. That's right. But I can't remember what we talked about. It's on Patreon, so we could find out if we wanted to. We might. That's Who true. Knows? Well, for future reference, stay away from the sour brand of Four Locos. God, it's bad. Who the fuck drinks those for fun? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Well, cause, especially this one, because I had a sip, and it was like, ow. My chest. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've never actually seen a person drinking a four loco, like out of just out of outside, mm-hmm. not outside. You know, in, in the, the world. world. Yeah, but people do. They, they make sh- them. They should sell them at bars. Yeah, that'd be such a bad idea. Close a lot earlier. Whew. Uh, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's put this episode to bed. This has been fun. We'll see you next week for Ad Astra. Yeah, hit us up on all the social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can, you know, just listen to the beginning. Uh, and then thank Bailey Minardi, because without her, this wouldn't happen. Boom, boom, boom. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.